Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is February 4th, 2022, and our first story, Democrat members of the January 6th committee are devastated over the scandal at CNN. It would seem now that staffers are admitting they're biased and Jeff Zucker is out, the news might return to normal and the collusion with the Democratic Party may be over and they know it. In our next story, GoFundMe is reportedly refunding donations to the trucker convoy and Facebook deleted the U.S. trucker convoy page trying to stop it, but it won't work. In our last story, Joe Biden wants more gun control. And yes, they are coming to take your guns. A man who legally had a gun was killed in a no-knock warrant. The guy was innocent. If you like this show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Now, let's get into that first story. The Democrats of the January 6th committee are devastated to learn that Jeff Zucker has been ousted from CNN. And why could that be? Because staff members, high-ranking individuals within the company, outright admit that they favor the Democratic Party. In fact, one going as far to say that if it wasn't for Jeff Zucker, we'd be Fox News light. Now there's reports that with the new merger, CNN is being pushed into discovery that one of the top officials over at Discovery is going to turn CNN impartial? Yeah, that's the report. Apparently, this guy is a big Trump supporter, and he wants CNN to be impartial. And if that reporting is true, it confirms basically everything. The scandal at CNN, where Jeff Zucker is hooking up with the, the marketing lady who used to work for Andrew Cuomo, the Democrat governor of New York, and the relationship got outed because Chris Cuomo was angry and demanded. He wanted his contract paid out. This whole scandal is blowing up and exposing that CNN has been not only favoring the Democrats, but outright colluding with them because they're all one big happy family tree, son as these Democratic establishment politicians engage in, hyperbolically speaking, treason. Again, shout out to Rap News for that line from one of their songs. But this is what we're seeing. I mean, CNN has long pushed news that hurt Donald Trump, Russiagate, Ukrainegate. They were often pushing dangerous misinformation. And now that Jeff Zucker is out, well, these Democrats fear that their propaganda machine will betray them. Isn't it shocking? I mean, all of the stuff we all know to be true because we're not morons is now just coming to light. When we came out and said that CNN was the Democratic News Network or the Orange Man Bad Network, it was because there were so many singular instances of CNN lying 
to protect Democrats. And it was obvious. And now we know. Top-ranking staff are like, oh, no, now we're going to have to tell the truth. I think one, we'll go through the names of who said what, but one person, I think it might have been Tapper, saying, if it wasn't for Zucker, then CNN would have been benign vanilla gruel. What is CNN supposed to be? Is it supposed to be leftist establishment activist talking points? Because if it is, y'all are lying about being news. Now, to be fair, look, news it's a broad term. It doesn't mean you're only going to be a stodgy, you know, guy sitting down who goes like, today at 11, Donald Trump did a backflip. You know, you can actually add some spice. You can give your opinion on these things. That's fair. But CNN was trying to be MSNBC. They were trying to be Fox News. And they are not trusted. Their ratings are in the absolute gutter. And they heavily favor one political party. They're not news. Look, Maybe, maybe you can say they are, to be fair, because everybody has their bias. The problem is they lie. Now, of course, you can come out and say Fox News lies or whatever. Sure, I mean, criticize all the networks. But I'll give a special shout out to Bill Maher, because this was funny. He said, he was like, I'm going to call out the left and the, and the woke, and everyone cheers. And he goes, and that's why he's got, you know, he's like, that's why Fox likes me. And everyone starts clapping and cheering. It's funny. Bill Maher's audience cheering at the idea that Fox News likes him. People are waking up to the lies. These crackpot evil individuals over at CNN and the January 6th committee are being exposed. And it's, it's funny. It's funny to watch. I'm glad it's happening. Let's read this story from the National Review to see what's going down. And then I will break down for you the glory that is the CNN implosion. There are calls inside CNN to fire Brian Stelter because he either covered up this scandal between the president and the chief marketing officer, or he just didn't know and he's really, really bad at his job. Sure. But before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, click sign up in the top right corner to help support our work. Your membership helps make these videos possible. It makes sure that all of our reporters have jobs and can keep reporting the news. And share the site, uh, share articles if you really want to help out. You'll also get access to exclusive members-only segments in the TimCast IRL podcast and our other shows. And don't forget to check out the TimCast.com store to get your free honk, honk t-shirts. Okay, it's a t-shirt like Free Hong Kong, but you know, the honk, honk, great honking protest. If you want to help support that message and help support the work we do, go to TimCast.com, check out the store. But now... Let us read this news. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. It really does help. The National Review reports January 6th committee lawmakers devastated by Jeff Zucker's ouster from CNN. Oh, no. Four members of the House Select Committee on January 6th Capitol right are devastated for our democracy. After CNN President Jeff Zucker announced his resignation earlier this week, According to a CNN correspondent. Now, many of you may be saying, but Tim, there are two Republicans on the January 6th committee. So maybe it's not Democrats, right? Okay. All right. Well, to be fair, that's at least two Democrats. If it's if it's Kinzinger and Cheney who are shocked and then two other individuals, then you have at least two Democrats who are devastated by this. But let's be real. Take a look at this story from CNN. Breaking news as of today. RNC approves censure of Cheney and Kinzinger at winter meeting. The Republican National Committee members voted Friday to formally censure 
GOP reps Cheney of Wyoming and Adam Kinzinger of Illinois for their involvement with the House investigation into the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Let's be real, guys. Kinzinger and Cheney, they're effectively Democrats. They side with the Democrats. They rag on Trump supporters and the Republican Party and conservatives all day. What's the purpose of calling them Republicans? Didn't Cheney get kicked out of the Republican Party anyway? Okay, but to be fair, formally and legally, they are not Democrats. But you get the point. It's about the establishment uniparty, evil, manipulative elitists and authoritarians And they're freaking out because the narrative is bursting before their eyes and they're losing control. And it makes me smile. Makes me happy. This is why I feel like we're starting to win. But don't get me wrong. As we start gaining more ground, they will thrash about violently. The National Review goes on to say Zucker stepped down on Wednesday after acknowledging that he had failed to disclose a romantic relationship with CNN executive, vice president and chief marketing officer, Alison Gullist. As part of the investigation into Chris Cuomo's tenure, I was asked about a consensual relationship, blah, blah. You get the point. He was hooking up with this lady he knew for 20 years. Here's the real scandal. This lady used to work for Andrew Cuomo. She worked for a Democrat governor. So when Chris Cuomo was under investigation, it's all one big happy family tree. So on the Democratic Party, they're like, hey, we don't want to lose Chris Cuomo. He's a great propagandist for us. So they, you know, kind of smooth thing over there. It's one group of people. There's no accountability because they're all friends and family. But eventually, there was too much. It was the New York AG, I believe, who released hard documents showing that Chris Cuomo had engaged in a conflict of interest. And then Zucker finally was like, okay, dude, we're firing you. Chris Cuomo was like, how dare you fire me? They fired him. So he was like, give me the money you owe me for my contract. And Zucker said, no. And that's when it just went nuts. And CNN is crumbling. Check this out. During a 90-minute meeting with Jason Kylar, chief executive of CNN's parent firm, Warner Media, staffers from the cable news channel's Washington bureau went to bat for Zucker and expressed concern over the future of the company, according to audio, uh, audio recording obtained by the LA Times. I think we've heard a lot of corporate double talks at Washington correspondent Jamie Gangel. I think the company's made a terrible mistake by doing this. Gangel, who has worked with Zucker since her early days as an up-and-coming producer at NBC, said she received calls from four members of the nine-person congressional panel investigating the Capitol riot who felt devastated for our democracy now that Zucker has left CNN. Ha 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 ha. I'm loving it. It's a great Friday. We're going to crack open the champagne. We're going to go out to the casino. We're going to be making it. We're going to be high-fiving. I'm kidding. We're not going to actually celebrate or anything like that. But boy, does it feel great. Oh, man. Luke's back in town, by the way. You know, Luke on, on IRL, he left for a little bit. He came back just for a couple of days. So we're going to be, you know, we will be high-fiving and laughing about this, I assure you. Quote, I do not think you have any appreciation for what you've done to this organization. No, but I do. And I know you do, too. That's great. During Wednesday's meeting with Kylar, CNN Washington correspondent Jim Acosta claimed that without Zucker's leadership during the Trump administration, we would have probably been taken out And you would have something like Fox News light on the air right now, according to the report. Oh, poor Jim. You wanted to play play ball. You want to go to bat for the Democrats. Too bad you lose. Because the reality is Fox News light sounds like, I don't know, telling the truth. You're cruising down the highway. Windows rolled down. Tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. 
Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com slash Carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash Carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Visit now. Orange Man Bad Network. Quote, it's a rather delicate time, not just for this country, but this business. Aw, didn't sell enough books there, Jimmy boy? Meanwhile, anchor Jake Tapper said the network would have turned into benign vanilla gruel without Zucker. Sounds like CNN would have been something admirable. It's too bad, isn't it? Tapper went on a claim that Warner Media was caving to disgraced anchor Chris Cuomo, who has promised to retaliate against Zucker for firing without pay. Yo, uh, if you have a contract with someone and you fire them, pay them out their contract. I don't think Chris Cuomo is the bad guy in this instance. I think he's a bad guy. He faked being in quarantine, but I think CNN owed him the money. Look how look all the evil things Chris Cuomo did for CNN. And then they snub him like this. Hmm. He threatened, Tapper said. Jeff said we don't negotiate with terrorists. Chris blew the place up. How do we get past that perception that this is the bad guy winning? No, 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 no. You're all bad guys. You're all bad guys. So you're all losing. Cuomo gets fired. Your network tanks. They're going to say that Zucker had supported Cuomo for months before the anchor was finally let go. Apparently, he wasn't going to pay out his contract, and it was like, I think, $9 million left. So Chris Cuomo threatened to out his relationship, which he did, and then, but is this really about Chris Cuomo is the big question, because a lot of people think there's a bigger scandal at play. Zucker wanted to leave already. Could it be that the new leadership coming in likes Donald Trump and wants reality back? Yo, we are winning, and we are the people And what does we mean? It means the people who like honesty, integrity, and truth. The cult is losing. To support honesty, integrity, and truth, you don't have to like Donald Trump. You can, or you can't. You know, it's up to you. You can say, don't like him that much. He's okay. Or I love him. That's fine. So long as we agree on reality. Take a look at this. Jake Tapper said Chris Cuomo blew up CNN after Zucker refused contract payout. So apparently... Apparently, I'm sorry, it wasn't $9 million, It was $18 million on his contract. Jason, if you could address the perception that Chris Cuomo gets fired by CNN, hires a high-powered lawyer with scorched-earth policy and makes it very clear to the world, unless Jeff gives Cuomo his money, they're going to blow the place up. Yo, yo, pay the man the value of his contract. Daily Mail says Chris Cuomo to get $9 million from CNN. So, so that was the number. He's apparently not getting his $18 million. He was trying to get, uh, he was trying to get 18 He's only going to get 9 so... There you go. Now, one of the big questions is whether or not all of this has something to do with the new leadership who supports Trump. But I think before we get into that, we got to talk about what really happened to CNN. You've got these high powered individuals, evil slime bags, people like Cuomo and Tapper who are willing to sell out for money. And then you got these insiders from the rap. Jeff Zucker complicated CNN legacy 
leaked insider texts say he destroyed the network. Quote, who says there's never any good news on CNN? One former staffer wrote in an acid text shared among a group of CNN alumni on Wednesday and obtained by the rap. Too little to save the network he destroyed. You know, I agree. I actually used to watch CNN all the time. No, for real, I did. I, I really was a fan of Anderson Cooper. Now, you can go back and look at his family history. The dude's fairly elitist and all of that stuff, but he's really sold himself out. It's sad, really. You know, I look at the stories. There's, there's a photo of Anderson Cooper. He's, I, can't, I can't remember which country he's in, but he's like grabbing a kid and pulling him away from like a bomb going off. And the dude went out and he reported the news. I'm not saying he's the best reporter in the world. I was just like, yeah, he's all right. You know, fairly moderate guy. And then CNN decided, we're going to play this reality TV angle. And people like Cooper were like, you got it, boss. Tapper, Cuomo, all of these really awful scumbags. Jim Acosta, talk about trash. No, Zucker burned CNN to the ground. The Democrats loved it. He was playing ball for them. He was going to bat for them. Now it's all coming to an end. CNN is also facing calls to fire Brian Stelter for not exposing the affair. Quote, the network needs to step up and fire Brian Stelter, the unidentified source said. He is allegedly our top media reporter, yet he failed to report on the scoop that everyone in the office knew. And if he wants to say he didn't know, he is truly terrible at his job. Can I just point out this? Brian Stelter is like a few months older than me. He looks like he's been at the network for 30 years, but he's, he's not. I think he should be fired. I think Brian Stelter is one of the worst people in media and CNN needs to absolutely clean house. And my friends, it may be coming. Take a look at this story from Daily Mail. Is this the end of CNN's left-wing bias? Billionaire Trump donor, who is the largest shareholder of the network's new owner, Discovery, wants to restore it to impartiality and insisted on Jeff Zucker's departure after his affair was exposed. Yo, this is huge. YouTube and Twitter, Facebook, they use CNN to fall back on. Not just CNN. They use New York Times and NBC and ABC and these other networks. But CNN, it's the first domino. It's falling over. And when CNN starts reporting the truth, Facebook and Twitter and these other corrupt networks won't be able to hide behind it. YouTube won't be able to hide behind it. So when a story comes out and it says, you know, politician X takes action Y, big scandal. And then they say, you better not report this, otherwise we'll ban your channel. I just feel like I'm just going to report on what CNN said, right? I like to use mainstream networks as much as I can for reporting when I can verify what they say for that reason. It's a shield. And then often you can't because they do lie a lot. And I love to call them out too. But this story could be good news. Check it out. John Malone, a billionaire Trump donor, is the CEO of Liberty Media. Liberty Media? Hey, all right. Maybe that's a good name. Discovery's largest shareholder. He retains a 25% voting share in Discovery, which will take control of Warner Media and its assets, including CNN later this year. With Jeff Zucker gone, that means more likely than ever. That seems more likely. It's unclear which political direction Discovery CEO David Zaslav wants to take the network. On Friday morning, he shocked CNBC hosts by calling the network the leader of news to the left. Oh, you'll love to see it. Mediaite interpreted his remark as a reference to the political left. However, he has since clarified that he was talking about the left side of the company portfolio with sports being on the right. Don't know. Don't care. Please. I don't believe it. 
on CNBC, CNBC, he refused to talk about the scandal, but said, Jeff is a good friend of mine. I can't speak to this issue. We don't own the company yet. In terms of CNN Plus, we couldn't be more excited about the fact that they've been hiring great journalists. You know, they hired Chris Wallace. CNN staffers and media insiders are speculating over why Warner Media bosses and AT&T chiefs really wanted him gone since the affair was an open secret for years. One theory centers around AT&T's deal to sell Warner Media, which owns CNN, to Discovery. The $43 billion deal is almost done after years of attempts by AT&T to spin the network off. I just, I just want to I want to slow down there for all y'all. Ask a question. Why is CNN worth $43 billion? Do they really make that much money? And if they do, wow, how do they pull it off? Their ratings are in the gutter. They only get around 200,000 key demo views. I get more than that. More, more than that will watch this one video. Yeah, that's crazy. So how is it $43 billion? It's the authority behind it. They know it commands. But now, maybe they're walking away from this Democrat establishment trash. Powerful interests who want real news and want integrity restored to this country may be pushing back. It's not all good news. They could swing in the other direction. That'd be bad as well. Just tell the truth and I'll be happy. They're going to say Malone is a supporter of Zucker. Zucker's, mo- I'm sorry, is a supporter of Zucker's most emboldened enemy, Donald Trump. He donated $250,000 to Trump's inauguration in 2017 and has made no secret of the fact that he, like Trump and millions of others, thinks CNN has become too left-wing and biased. I would like to see CNN evolve back to the kind of journalism that it started with and actually have journalists, which would be unique and refreshing, he told CNBC in 2019. I do believe good journalism could have a role in this future portfolio that Discovery Time Warner is going to represent. Deadline reported last night that it was Malone who insisted on Zucker's departure after learning of the affair. Discovery's largest shareholder, John Malone, a critic of CNN, made it known that corporate procedures had to be followed to the letter in regards to Zucker. You know what I think? I think this dude wanted Zucker gone. I think he didn't have a way to get rid of him. And with the affair not being publicly disclosed or uh, uh, disclosed to the company, he couldn't do anything about it. I want to explain this to a lot of people who don't understand how business works. It's not easy. You can't just fire people. If they fired Zucker, they'd be dealing with potential litigation. There's legal blowback. There's labor blowback. There's obviously anger among the staff. And then there's PR blowback. Did the biased Trump supporters fire Jeff Zucker over his challenging to Donald Trump? Well, they saw an opportunity and they took it. Zucker was engaged in an affair that he did not disclose. And they said, bye-bye. Now, of course, the staff are furious. But it all worked out in the end. If your goal is to get rid of one of the most vile and despicable characters in media, they found a way to do it. They want to say Discovery's largest shareholder or critic made it known being that Warner Media's standards of business conduct require disclosure of relationships that develop with a boss and a subordinate. Zucker's goose was officially cooked. And they're going to mention that the relationship between Allison Gallist, they worked together for 20 years. But let's let's look. Come on. Gallist worked for Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, a Democrat. It's all tied together. <clears throat> they're going to say. For legal reasons, Discovery must avoid getting involved with Warner Media until the deal has been approved by the U.S. government. However, in November last year, after the news of the impending merger was announced, Malone made it clear that he was not a fan of the direction CNN had gone under Zucker. You see, 
AT&T bought Warner Media, formerly Time Warner, in 2018 for $84 billion. It was a disastrous deal that the telecoms giant had been trying to unwind for years. It finally is now in the finalizing stages of a $43 billion sale of Warner Media to Discovery. According to Puck Media reporter Dylan Byers, Zucker and Gallust were due to take on senior roles within the new company under the leadership of Discovery CEO David Zaslav. But speculation had been growing over whether Zucker was forced out at CNN over his open secret affair, not because bosses had any real, real issue with it, but because the scandal of it and his ongoing war with Chris Cuomo could have threatened AT&T's deal with Discovery. It's also been reported that Gallist and Zucker were privately advising New York Governor Andrew Cuomo through the pandemic, a huge breach of ethics. According to sources cited by Rolling Stone on Thursday, the pair breached journalism ethics to help Cuomo behind the scenes in the same way that his younger brother Chris did. Whoa, I didn't even know that one. Wow, man. So when I say it's all one big happy family tree, son, it's worse than even I realized. CNN was fired. I'm sorry, Chris was fired from CNN for helping Andrew through a misconduct scandal at the messy fallout from his departure. The affair between Zucker and Gallist has surfaced. They go on to show photos of Allison Gallus, which I don't care about. An ongoing investigation at CNN that was focused on Chris's departure has now, according to Rolling Stone sources, also found that Gallus, who worked for Andrew previously, and Zucker were actively consulting the Democratic governor and advising him. It could help explain how Andrew Cuomo became an overnight internet international sensation. Not only that, but they were having him come on TV with his brother, making some reality TV trash. Yo, we've got deep seated corruption. Look at this. Jeff Zucker and Andrew Cuomo are pictured with Tina Fey in 2008. New reports suggest Zucker was advising Cuomo on how to handle the COVID-19 crisis. Let me just explain to you as very simply as I can. We now have numerous reports confirming in more ways than one that CNN was openly colluding with Democrats to help them during the pandemic. You can't trust them. You can't trust CNN. Yo, share this story with your friends and family. Please let them know that the media is colluding with political, with a political party. Man, this country is in serious trouble because of stuff like this. We need our fourth estate. We need our media establishment to challenge these people. They don't do it. Take a look at this. Nancy Pelosi tells U.S. Olympic athletes not to speak out against the Chinese government. I fear for their safety if they do. She's like, don't speak out against China because they're ruthless. Look, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't think the Olympics is an appropriate forum for speaking out in any, for any reason. I got to be honest. I'm not a fan of the Black Lives Matter stuff going out and, you know, doing whatever. It's the Olympics, man. Some people just want to, we want to come together internationally and kind of de-escalate things. But I do think if you have an issue with what China is doing, you should not be going there. That should be your protest. Say no. But I show you this because it's, it shows the spinelessness of these Democrats it shows how they're outright like, oh, don't speak up. Don't challenge them. You know, but what I would say is, because I don't, I, I don't think this is the apocalypse. I just want to show you, I think the Democrats are spineless. I think they're deferential to China. I think Nancy Pelosi should have said, Olympic athletes, if you take issue with what China is doing, please do not attend the events. And you can use that moment to announce in a press conference exactly why you won't go. 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. There was this woman. She was a chess, uh, I believe she was like a chess uh, grandmaster or some like really, really famous player. And she refused to go to Iran because they would make her wear hijab. And she said, no, I won't do it. So she was like, I ain't going. Bravo. Stand up for what you believe in and refuse to participate. That, that I think, is the appropriate response. But now we can see where all of this is, all this is going. The mainstream media has been untrustworthy for some time. Look at this. We have this story from the Daily Mail. Why did so many American mainstream media outlets ignore a reputable university study that lockdowns didn't work? The New York Times, The Washington Post, ABC, NBC, CBS all failed to run the story because they have their own narrative written. Look at this. They destroyed your businesses. And for what? They shut down schools. And for what? They're not telling you the truth, man. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I, simply a dude who reads the news on the internet and then complains about it, I'm not going to pretend that I'm the, 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 the arbiter of morality or truth. I can tell you this. I will be honest with you and call out the lies from these institutions and organizations. I'll give you my thoughts and opinions on them. I don't know everything. And often when these outlets get things wrong, it means I'll get them wrong too, because I, the same as you or many other people, give them some trust, even though often we shouldn't. But that's what I have to do. You know, I like using CNN stories. Like I used this, this source, RNC approved censure of Cheney and Kinzinger at winter meeting. It's from CNN, from Gabby Orr. I use it on purpose because I want to show when I can verify what CNN is saying is true, I want to use it. Tell me it's wrong. You can't. It's, it's CNN. Oh, you know, they don't like CNN, whatever. The point is, we can all see through the lies. We can see the narrative is crumbling. We can see these despicable, evil people are losing. And it feels good, man. It feels really, really good. I don't know what happened. But all of a sudden, it's just like, I said this the other day. It's like in the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson. I love that movie, by the way. It's at the, at like that final battle sequence where Mel Gibson, you know, is watching all of the, 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 the militiamen and the, and the continental soldiers. They're, they're fleeing. And then he's like, no, no, hold the line. And then he grabs the flag and he runs. And then the soldiers see him and they turn around and they run with him. And he's like, don't retreat, run, charge. And it feels like that's like what it is. Sometimes you retreat because you have to. Because staying and losing all your troops in a, in a conflict you're going to lose is pointless. And you want to retreat and regroup. Come up with a better plan. Sometimes you want to yell, hold the line and charge forward. And figuratively, that's what I think we're seeing. We're seeing freedom, liberty, honesty, integrity. We're charging forward. 
We are honking our car horns, blaring our truck horns. We are, you know, meeting up in large protests and saying enough. They've been lying. They've been cheating and they've been stealing and they have been exposed every single day. More and more outlets are calling them out. And I'll tell you, as a kind of aside to all of this, you know what gives me hope? It's it's the story surrounding Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan made a video addressing the controversy. And what happens? A wave of mainstream celebrities, apparently including The Rock. That's what, that's, that's what I, I didn't see the actual comment from, but everyone's saying that. They come out and they say, right on, Joe. And I'm just like, yo, I don't know if it's Joe Rogan, who's Mel Gibson with the flag and running forward, or if he's just another guy who's like, I ain't backing down. But it looks like we're winning. CNN's ratings are in the gutter. Joe's are through the roof. Our ratings at Timcast IRL have been growing substantially, I think like 30% in the past month. We are going to grow. We're going to expand with your support over at Timcast.com. And we're going to get the message out. We're going to call out the lies. We are going to shout out those truckers that are standing up for their rights. We are going to say no to rule by decree. And we are going to enunciate quite clearly. We the people have the power. I don't want to have power over you. I don't want to be like CNN, lie to you to trick you into giving up some power. I'll tell you this. If the Democrats won the argument, I'd say, all right. I don't agree with the Republicans on a lot of what they stand for, but they're winning the argument for a lot of reasons. And one of those reasons is that the Democratic establishment has been colluding with the media. They're completely untrustworthy. Imagine if they came out, made an actual case. We're honest with why they wanted certain policies. Man, would it be great? But they don't. Because they're a zombie horde. They don't actually care about any of this stuff. You know, you think they actually care about universal health care? In California, with a Democrat supermajority, they still voted down universal health care because they are grifters. They are liars. They want power. And I love it when these activists are like, you know, these people on the right are grifters and Tim Pool's a grifter. And Yeah, what do I want? To live in the middle of nowhere with some chickens and to be left alone? I'll tell you what I want. To expose those liars to mind my own business, and to let you mind yours. And you know what I think? When we face problems as a nation and as a planet, we have a meeting about it. We come together. We make discussions. We say, let's compromise. Let's figure this out. What do they do? They beat you down. They lie. They put a boot on your neck. They claim it's a mostly peaceful protest. They provide funding to these people who are burning down your businesses. They lock down your stores. They destroy your life. And then when a study comes out proving it was for nothing, they don't report on it. It's all one big happy family tree, son. And these people, I'll tell you this, when they start defending China and become deferential, maybe it really is treason because we are in conflict with China. Maybe not hot conflict, but it's a cold war. And you've got people in the Democratic Party and the media who are deferring and defending China. LeBron James, Mark Cuban, and Nancy Pelosi and these other Democrats. Spare me your lies. Y'all are losing. Glad to see it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The U.S. trucker convoy is coming. And Joe Biden will ignore the protests at his peril, writes Liz Peak for the Hill. They are coming. The U.S. hunkening will happen. Now, Facebook is trying everything in their power to shut it down. GoFundMe apparently now 
is refunding people's donations. This is getting crazy. But I think the desperation shows that the great, the great honking is winning. Now here's what's funny. We were told by, I think it was Julie Kelly we had on Timcast IRL. And she said, just wait until they try smearing them with QAnon or whatever. Oh, yeah. From the Daily Mail, Facebook removes page promoting Freedom Convoy in D.C. after GoFundMe started returning $8 million in donations for Canada protest. Fears donation site run by CEO who once lobbied Congress for COVID aid payments has sided with Trudeau. Check this out. Facebook removed the convoy to D.C. 2022 Facebook group on Wednesday for repeatedly violating our policies around QAnon. Oh, they actually did it. Journalist Julie Kelly with the Grand Slam predicting that one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They're trying to smear the convoy protest, a worker uprising against fascism, against government rule by decree. They're saying QAnon. Oh, man, they're running scared. You know, up in Canada, watching these videos of people dancing in the street, huge crowds, horns blaring, and the Karens, and what's, what's a male Karen, a Stan or something? People say Kyle. I don't know if that's right. But they're all freaking out. There's that video of the guy, and he's like, I can't sleep. You haven't lost any of your freedoms. These people are happy to sit back as the government stomps all over the little guy. But then the moment you come out and say, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. They say, shut up. Let them do. No, 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 no. Nah, I'm not playing that. Look, I think any anyone who knows what's been who's been paying attention knows knew or could have predicted this. Facebook will take you down. GoFundMe will take your money. Don't use these platforms. Don't. Rumble exists, but uh, in terms of a group for organizing, yeah, I don't know. Facebook really is one of the easiest ways to do it. So you just got to try and find uh, other ways. Rumble's not a group organization thing. You can get your videos up. That, that's more in reference to YouTube censoring live streams from this. Yo, let me just break this down real quick. YouTube is censoring live streams from the great honking. The government is trying to smear them as far right racists not working. Facebook takes down the U.S. Freedom Convoy's page. GoFundMe is trying to take their money. The government of Canada, of Ottawa specifically, said they wanted to file legal proceedings to seize the GoFundMe money. It ain't yours. You can't do it. There's, it just, they are, they are panicked. They are desperate. Ladies and gentlemen, the great honking is winning. Now, before we get started, I want to give a, a shout out to TimCast.com. If you haven't already, head over to TimCast.com, become a member if you want to directly support our work as we make more videos like this as we produce on-the-ground reporting. We're not too far from D.C. If this convoy comes, we're going to have an on-the-ground reporter. We're going to be producing these live streams. We are going to be getting that job done. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive TimCast IRL uncensored podcast segments. But I wanted to shout out this. Go to TimCast.com, click store, and you can get your free Hunk Hunk t-shirt. It's modeled after the free Hong Kong flag. Okay, so Hong Kong, the place, you know, by China, and then honk honk, as in the protest. Some people thought I was saying Hong Kong. It's, it's, it's kind of confusing. That's kind of the point, free honk honk. We also have stickers. You can put these stickers wherever you'd like, you know, on your property. These stickers that say free honk honk with the Canadian flag. And we also have hoodies. So if you want to support the message of the great honking, People will see this. They'll ask you what it's all about. And if you want to directly support our work, you can do it here. 
And uh, it is greatly appreciated for, uh, you know, everybody who is supporting us. But I will always say this, too. If you really want to support the movement, make sure you're supporting them because GoFundMe is taking their funds, or at least it's being reported they are. So if you're more interested in supporting the movement, please do so. Buying, you know, this stuff, I don't want to in any way detract from the, the, the good work that the, the great honking is accomplishing. So uh, let's read this news we've got from the Daily Mail. Facebook removed a page used by American truckers to organize a convoy to Washington, D.C., after GoFundMe began refunding the $8 million, it's $10 million in donations, by the way, collected for a freedom convoy protesting Canada's COVID-19 mandates. Meta, the social media platform's parent company, told Fox News, the convoy to D.C. was removed for repeatedly violating our policies around QAnon. Oh, man, I love it. These spineless losers. Uh, you know, let me, let me tell you a story, my friends. Most of you know, uh, I come from but humble beginnings, and uh, I know a lot of rich people. When I was growing up in Chicago, uh, I, I traveled around, got out of my neighborhood. I was skateboarding quite a bit, and doing so, you meet a lot of people. It's, it's really interesting how this works out. Some, some, some poor kid from the south side goes skateboarding, goes to a skate park, meets other skateboarders. This connects me with more suburban people. I meet some wealthier people. I met a lot of people working the jobs that I, that I had in Chicago and traveling around. And I met a lot of kids who were growing up really rich. They were growing up fairly wealthy, top 1% types. They would talk about how they would just max out their credit cards and then didn't care anyway because their parents paid it off. And so they would just do whatever they wanted. And I was like, man, these people, they take whatever they want. They don't care because they can just pay for it. It's gross. It is. Well, these people inherited these systems. These are the people of Silicon Valley. They are the weak men we were warned about in the Strauss-Howe generational theory. And I mean men, you know, in more of a figurative way. Obviously, there's men and women involved. But these are the children who grew up weak and pathetic, who don't know how to deal with this. It's quite simple. If you want the honking to stop, you need only comply. Shut down the mandates. DC's got mandates. I don't know how people do it, but I'll tell you, man, even even from like whatever their stated goal is from the perspective of these elites, it's amazing how stupid they are, how just mind numbingly stupid the elites are. Unless, of course, of course, they want more protests. So I sit here as but a, a, a humble Internet man complaining. And I say, you know, they're so dumb. Look how dumb they are and all that stuff. Well, that's because my assumption is they want to shut down the trucker protest. They want to prevent it from happening. Maybe the reality is it's actually a bit more uh, circuitous than that. And the elites want the trucker protest to happen as an excuse to bring in self-driving trucks and create a supply chain crunch for the Great Reset. But they can't just do it. So what do they want? They need to make it seem like the truckers coming in is bad for them. And they're like, no, stop. So they do things that generate massive press. Don't actually stop anything. Piss more people off. I don't actually believe that conspiracy theory. That, that, that would be absurd. The idea that they're failing on purpose to make the movement bigger because it suits their, their, their needs is just giving them too much credit. The reality is they're very, they're very obviously scared and offended and angry with these convoys. They're disruptive to their legislative agendas. And so they're trying to stop them. 
but they're so dumb. Like some of the stupidest people, they can't figure out how to do it. It's so remarkable how bad they are at this. You know, I put it this way. It's like watching, you know, the old trope of, you know, guy starts a business and then he, oh, actually, here's a good example, like an old mafia movie where the mob boss is like, my son, Tony will inherit the, the family business, but Tony's a moron. And they're like, the kid doesn't know how to be the mafia guy. And so they're like trying to, you, you know what actually has a good example, kick ass, where the, the, the dude played by Christopher Mintz Plass or whatever, uh, the, the mother effer was his name. He's like a little loser dude who's not going to be able to actually run his dad's mob business. This is what it is. These elites, they figured out how to control the system. They figured out how to gain power. They, 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 they're titans of industry. They've built businesses. And now their children have inherited it. And those kids didn't build it and they didn't know what they were doing. Now around to the third generation of wealth. Their grandkids have no idea what's going on. And they're like, if these people are going to drive trucks to D.C., just ban them on Facebook and then it'll go away. Have you even stopped to think for two seconds before doing this? Again, again, unless, of course, it was their intention to make a big news story about this and piss everybody off to make the protest bigger, which I don't think is the case. I suppose it could be, but then you're just playing a weird game of like, well, maybe it's actually one step beyond then. Hmm. Let's read more. Trucker Jeremy Johnson, who established the group, claims his personal Facebook account was also removed, prompting him to contact a civil rights attorney about his options moving forward. It's censorship at its finest, he said. They like to silence people that speak truth. Similarly, the crowdfunding account supporting the Canadian Freedom Convoy, which has raised 10 million Canadian dollars. Oh, okay, okay. That I didn't understand. I thought it was 10 million US. It's 10 million Canadian dollars. Was suspended for a second time on Wednesday. GoFundMe said they needed to ensure the account complies with its terms of service. Yeah, I don't trust them, to be completely honest. They say the suspension has prompted fears about the company's motives as more than 200 truckers and other vehicles have blockaded the downtown roads in Canada's capital since last capital since last Friday. Yo, they're going on a week. It's been a week. This is amazing. Political analysts allege the trucking protests, which have split the official opposition conservative party, stand to benefit Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's liberals Posing some to question if GoFundMe has sided with Canadian, the Canadian leader. Mm. Wait, wait. They're saying that the, the trucking protests, it, it'll benefit Trudeau? I don't know about that. People are angry. The crowdfunding site, however, maintains the suspension is to ensure the funds are going to be to the intended recipients. Although some donors reportedly received emails on Thursday, they were being refunded, but were given no explanation as to why. GoFundMe CEO Jeff Cadigan who last year urged the U.S. government to pass emergency COVID-19 aid, has not publicly commented on the Freedom Convoy fundraiser, although he has previously argued the nonprofit has a responsibility to society. And so we prohibit the promotion of misinformation or the promotion of hate or discrimination or using a campaign to bully someone or discriminate, blah, 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 blah. I love watching the desperate manipulation you go on Facebook, you go on Reddit, and they're like, these are far-right white supremacists. It's like, yo, they're truckers. Like, what are you talking about? Do you think the people who deliver your food are like evil white supremacists all the time everywhere? I love the desperate attempts from like Trudeau and these leftists where they're like, I want to thank all of the truckers who are out there doing their jobs because these people don't represent. There's 50,000 truckers, dude. Wake up. But I don't care. I literally do not care 
what the cult thinks. I don't. They're morons. And you know what? Half of them probably not even real people anyway. Sock puppet accounts. You know, maybe not half, but when I see these posts on Reddit and they're like, I'm a regular working class person and I oppose the truckers. I'm like, shut up. No, you don't, you moron. It's, it's got, it's, 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 look, there are companies that are hired to go on Reddit and AstroTurf. And that's, that's the reality. It's hard to know how many of the people are actually doing it. But the idea is if they can flood all of the top comments with their opinions, then stupid people will be like, well, if I want to fit in, I better say the thing everyone else is saying. I think it's just not working anymore. Because I can tell you this, I just don't care. They're like, Tim Pool has Jack Posobiec on his, his Timcast IRL frequently. Yeah, Jack's cool, dude. Don't have to agree with everything he says, but uh, as long as I've known him, cool dude. Have him on the show. We, re- we invite him on periodically. Oh no, but he's a liar and he's this, that, or else. I don't care, man. You know, people say things, people do things. So long as I host someone, look, if I bring someone on the show and they say or do something that I think is bad, I'll be like, I didn't like that. I, I, I would not like to welcome them back on the show. But Jack comes on, he talks about politics and it's fairly normal. They want, they want to cancel people. They want to convince people like me not to associate with people like Jack, uh, you know, human events and things like that. Uh, that's, that's where he does his podcast. Yeah, sorry, it, it's not going to happen. We have a lot of people. We had Steve Bannon. We have Alex Jones. We'll have him on again. We have Marjorie Taylor Greene. We're going to have her on again. Go ahead. Do your worst. I just don't care anymore. Write whatever stupid garbage. Fine. If it's defamation and it's actionable, I'll sue you for it. But if you want to come out with this stupid trash smearing in line, QAnon truckers, shut your mouth. I just don't care. You know, if they actually went out and they were waving Q flags, I wouldn't care either. I don't. It's truckers. They don't all know everything everyone else does, and I don't care. These are the people. The people aren't all Ivy League scholars who think they're better than you. They're just regular people. And you know what? The people have the power. So watching this, watching their desperate attempts, too bad. Because I just don't care anymore. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or give them a call at 877-646-5347. Again, that number is 877 646 Five, three, four, seven. You know, it used to be that they would try and call you a racist to scare you because you're like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, we, we know now we find we've learned our lesson some time ago when someone comes out and they're like, the truckers are racist. And I'm like, no, they're not. 
It just, you have no credibility. And Brian Stelter has like zero credibility. If, if I'll tell you this, you know, Rachel Maddow has negative credibility. Brian Stelter has negative credibility. If I saw a homeless guy on the street and he looked at me and was like, you know what I heard? I heard that Joe Biden is a, is a robot. I'd be like, really? Where did you hear that? And, and like the, the point is, obviously I wouldn't really believe him. But, but, the, but the point I'm trying to make is that um, a random homeless man on the street ranting and raving about absurdities is more credible than CNN, especially with this massive implosion that's happening, you know. Uh, so I, I just, they can come out all day and night. They can say the truckers are QAnon. Oh, oh. Yo, who cares? We just don't, you've, you've lost control of the narrative. You've lost the microphone. Your policy plans are trash. We all know it. You push too hard, you idiots. The people who are trying to run this country, the business leaders and the politicians are some of the stupidest human beings we've ever had the misfortune of having live on this planet. Did I tell you? There could be, uh, I actually, you know what? I'm sorry, I take that back. I guess we're fortunate they're dumb as a box of rocks. Like Nancy Pelosi, talk about a moron. Just some of the stupidest people ever. You know, I don't care for these people. I don't care to talk to these people. I think they're evil. I think they're despicable. But you know, I am grateful for them to, to a certain degree. Because I, I actually I was just thinking about, it. I mean, what if, uh, what if we had smart despots? Whew. I mean, then they'd actually figure out ways to shut down these protests. But thank heavens, these morons don't know what they're doing. I want to talk to you about what's going on with the economy. Because I reported on this. U.S. businesses shed 301,000 jobs in January, ADP says. Its biggest drop since the start of the pandemic. And then we have this story from the next day. Payrolls show surprisingly powerful gain of 467,000 jobs, uh, or they don't say jobs, but 467,000 in January despite Omicron surge. You know, this is the amazing thing. It's payroll. Is it the same thing as jobs? They go on to say it's good jobs news. There was more good jobs news. So you've got one report basically saying that jobs are up. One report saying jobs are down. One's from ADP. One is, you know, uh, it's the non-farm payroll. So the Labor Department. Government versus private, private businesses. So you choose what you want to believe, I guess. But it is confusing for regular people. None of this matters, though. And I just wanted to highlight this because I was talking about the loss in jobs, and now it's being reported as a huge gain. So I think it's fair to make sure I mention that, right? But none of this really matters. Look at the image they use in this article. Now hiring cooks, sushi chefs, dis- sushi chefs, huh? dishwashers, bartender servers, expanding our operating hours. This is a report here from uh, marketwatch.com. And uh, the reality is people can see it. They can feel it. They don't like it. So it doesn't matter what they're going to say is happening. It doesn't matter what they claim is happening. Joe Biden's trying to go to war and and send our kids off, you know, or your kids off to die on kids. Uh, uh, They want to send friends and family members off to literally go die. I love it, man. There was a really funny video where a journalist is yelling at uh, at the, I think it's State Department. I can't remember who it is. And he's like, are you, are you seriously claiming, you know, Russia engaging in false flags? Crisis actors? Really? This is Alex Jones level stuff. And I was just loving it. And they were like, we've released a report. He's like, no, you haven't. And he's like, we have the transcript. So he's like, yeah, of you saying something. And then he's like, he's like, you told us the same thing about WMDs in Iraq. And I'm just like, whoa, maybe I'll cover that in the next segment. The point is the morons who run everything just they've lost control of it. Good. You know, 
Part of me is worried that China will take over and what that means for the rest of the world. It'll probably be, probably be bad. But I've been to many other countries. And, and I got to tell you, if in America, we got knocked down a peg or two, we were not the global elites that America wants to be, the, the global superpower. We couldn't get, you know, free oil because we control the petrodollar. I don't care. I literally don't. You know who's going to freak out? The urban liberals. They're going to lose their minds. Now, me, I have no problem rolling up my sleeves, going out to the chicken coop, collecting eggs. I got no problem doing that. In fact, I got to be honest, it's enjoyable. It, it seriously is. It's fun to go out and see the chickens do their chicken stuff. They run around, little morons. They play rugby with bugs when they find one. It's fun. It's fun doing basic work. And we got a bunch of chickens. Yo, we get like eight eggs per day. It's like so much eggs. You just eat them. It's amazing. The chickens basically eat dirt and bugs and they turn it into eggs. It's incredible. Anyway, my point is the luxury of the United States is greatly predicated upon our international superpower status. And it seems to be waning. Because the, the people who inherited this country are some of the stupidest people on the planet. If in the end, their failures result in us shoring up our borders, building up our infrastructure and industry in this country, it meant we had to do more work for each other. It meant the cost of goods went up because uh, American, uh, because we need American-made goods. And so that meant people are getting paid more. Uh, and, and, you know, if, if we were working for each other. I'm totally fine with it. I, I, I like working. It's the urban liberal types who are going to cry and vomit on themselves when they realize writing an article for BuzzFeed does not benefit society in any way. And if we do lose that status, they're going to have to actually get real jobs. You know, plumbing. Oh, heavens. The jobs they think are beneath them. Yeah. So this vision the elites have, they've squandered it. They've failed. And you know what? It's their own damn fault. Trucker protests, shout out, keep up the good work. DC trucker protest apparently is planned. We're only about an hour from DC, so we'll definitely be covering it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all then. The Democrats are coming to take your guns, all of them, every single one, but they can't do it outright, so they do it one small step at a time. Joe Biden once again comes out and says, there's no amendment that's absolute. Shut up, you idiot. The Democrats want to take away your guns while claiming that they're not going to, but they do it one small step at a time. They only want militarized police to have weapons, and they don't think you should have a right to defend yourself. Now, what do I mean by militarized when I talk about the police? I think a police force should be community oriented the police officers should know the people in their neighborhoods and the leaders of these offices, be it the chief or the sheriff, should be elected. Instead, what we're getting is appointed political high ranking officers that don't care about you, don't care about your rights and will break into your home and kill you. I know, I know. Not every single cop, not every single department. This is why I'm trying to draw that distinction about what the Democrats want versus what we actually need. I think when it comes to a lot of conservatives, they view the police department as a small town or suburb police department, which you know, very often are really good. I mean, that's what AOC said. She said she wants the police to function like they do in the suburbs. And I actually understand. I get what she's saying. The outright condemnation of police across the board, I'm not a big fan of. The problem is in big cities like L.A. or L.A. County, 
Chicago, New York. These cops don't know you. They don't care about you. They will lie to protect themselves and the state, and they will violate your rights without a thought. But let's talk about what happens when you have an overpowered state violating your rights. I want to talk to you about gun rights. I want to talk to you about Joe Biden. But the first thing I want to talk to you about is this story about a man who was fatally shot in an apartment because police were executing a no-knock warrant. The man was legally armed. The police killed him anyway. You know, it's really funny. There's a video I have all right, from CBS crying about ghost guns or, you know, oh, no, people can make guns in their own home. Yeah, the debate is over. Guns can be 3D printed or uh, in many parts machined. It, it can happen in someone's backyard. They can do their own reels. It's always been the case to a certain degree you can make these kinds of weapons. But they're freaking out. My response to this, because CBS is like, and now people are outgunning police. And I'm like, good, good. I don't care. F the police, right? And I have people being like, I hope you're joking about F the police, Tim. Is that serious? After everything we saw these city cops do to people during the lockdowns, y'all are going to be defending them? No, no, no. I know. I know. Hold on. There are a lot of good cops. In fact, where we are out here, met a couple of good ones, especially after we got swatted and went through all of that. These are good dudes. I'm not saying outright every single cop is bad. I'm not an idiot. I certainly think most cops are good. I think the problem is... Many cops will kill you if you're legally bearing arms because they don't want to take the risk. And that's an unfortunate reality. The story I, I like to tell, and I'm going to tell it again so you're going to hear it, was what I was told when I was buying my first gun in New Jersey. I had to get my, I had to file a bunch of paperwork, get my ID card to be able to purchase a gun. And then even then, it's like weird how the law works. I'm glad I got away from that state. But New Jersey is very close to other states. And where I lived, it was, you, you, you could drive five minutes and cross the bridge and you're in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, you're allowed to have guns. It's just, it's, it's relatively, the, the laws are pretty good. A woman who lived in Pennsylvania wanted to go to Atlantic City. She lived in the Philly area, I think, and it's like a 45 minute drive to Atlantic City to go gambling. She brought her concealed carry, which she was legally allowed to have. As soon as she crossed into New Jersey, she got, she got pulled over for some reason, headlight or something. And she told the officer, as a good citizen does, that she had her concealed carry and just wanted him to know. And he arrested her and said it was a felony that she did that. Now, why would that officer want to ruin this woman's life? He could have just told her, ma'am, you need to turn around right now. I'm going to escort you back to the bridge, back to Pennsylvania. You need to leave that weapon at home. You are not allowed to have that here. Wouldn't that be the appropriate thing to do for an officer who's actually trying to keep our community safe? Or in all honesty, if it were me, I'd be like, well, don't let anybody know. But as far as I'm concerned, you are upholding your Second Amendment rights that no one should be allowed to take away from you. Keep yourself safe, ma'am. But too many of these cops are spineless. Let me show you this story, and then we'll talk about Biden. Minneapolis police say an officer shot and killed a man holding a handgun while executing a search warrant at a downtown apartment building Wednesday morning. While officials have yet to release the man's name, well, we know all the details now. It's Amir Locke. Check this out. Let me show you what they said. Approximately nine seconds into the entry, officers encountered a male who was armed with a handgun pointed in the direction of officers. At one point, shots were fired, and the adult male suspect was struck. Officers immediately provided emergency aid and carried the suspect down to the lobby to meet paramedics. These despicable and evil men in the police department lied 
And now that we have the body camera footage, we know what really happened. They opened the door with a key. They immediately entered the room yelling a cacophony of voices. You can't even tell what's happening. A man is sleeping under the undercovers, under under a blanket on the couch. They walk up screaming a cacophony of nonsense and kick the couch. And the dude sits up and he's holding an FN 5.7 handgun of some sort with his finger properly off the trigger. And within only a few seconds, they unload on the guy. Now, they had a no knock warrant. Check out the, the, the latest developments here. First, we're learning Police did not even request a no-knock warrant, but the St. Paul police, but the Minneapolis Police Department wanted one. We're learning he was not named in the warrants. So let me make this really, really clear for all of you. Just, just make sure everyone understands. I'm a reasonable guy. I'm a reasonable person. I like the police. I like the fact that we have police departments. I'm, I am grateful to the police that we have, especially like I mentioned with the swatting. It helps us when we want to make sure that there is there, there are legal protections for our safety. Now, I personally believe I also have a right to self-defense against anybody who would break into my home. But the point is, if somebody were to break in here, the last thing I would ever want to do is cause any harm to the person. That's right. I know there's a lot of people that say things like, make my day. No, don't make mine. I don't want to be involved in that. I don't want to go through a litigation. I don't want to have to defend myself. I don't want to have to justify any of this. But you do. You do. And in certain certain circum- uh, in certain circumstances, it's reasonable. But often it's not. You know, someone breaks into my house. But the reality is we, we need to get to the bottom of how someone loses their life. Now, if I have to, I will defend myself and others if someone tries breaking in and we are legally armed. However, when the police come, and they assume that liability and responsibility. I actually like that. I appreciate it. When the cops came here, when we got swatted, I was kind of pissed off that they entered when they were told not to because they knew it was a swatting. They came in anyway. That pisses me off. I can respect that they were risking their lives entering a building where they, they, they were concerned that someone may be violent and dangerous. But they knew it was likely a swatting. They come in my house anyway when they were told not to. I'm not a fan of that. I'm, I actually think they violated our rights, and I'm really, really pissed off about it. I ended up speaking with some other officers about a man who entered our property. It's crazy. After we got swatted, enters the property, then we get swatted again. And uh, good cop, uh, good dude, and I appreciate his help. And uh, he was like, you got to press charges on this, and we're going to investigate. So I'm like, glad to hear it. So I can respect it. I don't want to have to engage people in self-defense. I like that there are police who are willing to assume that responsibility, the liability, and that want to be there to protect you. The problem is, this means cops have to be held to a higher standard. This means they can't just kill people, and it means there should be no, there, there should not be no-knock warrants. Here's the story. A black man who was fatally shot by Minneapolis police as they executed a search warrant in a homicide investigation was wrapped in a blanket on a couch when SWAT officers entered the apartment and displayed a handgun as they shouted him to show his hands. He was a 22-year-old Amir Locke. His family says he had a concealed carry license. He was minding his own business, sleeping on a couch. Some are even saying, and this could be speculative, that it wasn't even the right address, possibly. I don't know. That could be leftist propaganda because they really just want to abolish police because they want to assume power. The body camera footage, it's going viral, man. 
They claim, look at this, the police said that he pointed a loaded gun in the direction of officers, and that was an outright lie. In the video, he's, he's holding the weapon as he's sleeping. You're allowed to do that. The cops kick the couch. He sits up. He never brandishes or points the weapon. They kill him. They kill him. They killed him. They entered someone's property, a guy who legally had a gun. They killed him. I'm glad that they're investigating homicide. I don't like homicide. And there's, and there's a reality that it's not easy, right? We want cops to stop violent murderers, rapists, criminals, etc. Of course we do. And that means they have to use certain tactics and people can often lose their lives. I don't think we should have no-knock warrants. I think they should have banged on the door. I think they should have said, come out with your hands up. And then if someone comes out pointing a gun or holding a weapon, they can be like, drop it. The police say, you know, people are saying like, well, you know, the police were in a dangerous situation. This guy could have shot them. That's what they're saying. Yo, the police made this a dangerous situation. The police are the ones who entered without warning to anybody and a dude who was not named in the warrant, who had a league, was legally allowed to carry a gun and constitutionally was shot and killed. So when I tell you they're coming for your guns, I hope you, I hope you understand. Now, I don't know how much I trust this. Story. I got to be honest. Because they're once again pulling in these like Black Lives Matter lawyers to claim it was racist or whatever. Okay, we'll see. But based on the video I watched, you know, even if this guy was a suspect, he's got a right to keep and bear arms, right? There was another video where uh, there was a car accident. And uh, the passenger in one of the vehicles had a gun on the dashboard. So he's walking towards the vehicle to get his stuff after the accident. And a cop yells at him to stop. The dude grabs his gun. The cop shoots him and says, why did you grab the gun, man? Because you're allowed to own one. Because you're allowed to keep and bear arms in this country. And simply holding a weapon is not justification for anyone to shoot you. You want to be a cop, man? Do it with my blessing. With respect. Because it is tough. But if I'm carrying my weapon legally, finger off the trigger, or I go to pick it up, you do not get to shoot me. I have a right to keep and bear arms. Any cop that's like, I got scared because he grabbed a weapon. So what if he grabbed a brick? So what if he had a lock in it, you know, a padlock in his hand? Oh, you're going to throw it at you? You're going to shoot him for it? Sorry. And this means that there is a very serious risk to being a cop. But I'm sorry, you do not get the privilege of shooting someone who scares you unless they actually take action against you. And often that means the bad guys have an advantage. It's unfortunate, but true. I think about superheroes. Think about this. Superheroes. Batman won't kill the Joker. Now, why is that? I know it's not real life. I'm making a point about our, our culture and our writers the people who wrote these comics had within them the idea that the hero could not cross that line. And sometimes recognize you have to. And so there are many really amazing philosophical takes on these stories about heroes. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like uh, DC comics. I like Marvel comics. And if you're not a, a fan, ignore the comic stuff, nerd stuff, but just understand this. Our depiction of superheroes was that they would always assume the risk and the villains were the ones who would try to kill you. They wouldn't. Batman could have killed the Joker, but he doesn't. There's a, a storyline, a couple different versions, I think, in Justice, where Superman uh, loses you know, his wife Lois and his kid, his unborn child. So he finally snaps and decides to kill the Joker and does. 
crosses the line and becomes an authoritarian, a despot. It's a, it's a brilliant storyline. It's amazing how these comics went from being one dimensional to being particularly deep. Now, I don't think the real life is like real life is like comic books, but I certainly think that if you're a cop, you genuinely believe in protecting a community and someone's holding a gun, you don't just shoot them because they're allowed to. If they if they raise that weapon at you and even point it at you, now they are directly threatening you because you never point your gun at anything unless you intend to destroy it. And that means anyone who does has basically declared I intend to destroy what lies before me. If that is you as a cop, then you shoot him. I would say, I'm, I'm glad you're safe, officer. Anyone who knows about guns knows you don't point it at people no matter what, unless you have to, to defend yourself or def to defend others. Or if you're at a range, you're, you're pointing at something you're intending to hit. So if you're a cop, you see a guy on his couch, and he's got a gun. You say, drop it. If he then points it at you, well... That's too bad. Now, in this instance, with this guy, Amir Locke, I don't think the cops could have been in the right in any circumstance. The guy's half asleep. He's asleep, actually. The cops are screaming. You wake up in your own home with your legal, your, your, your constitutionally protected gun, with, with bright lights in your face and people screaming. And what do you do? They pointed the guns at him, signaling to him, a guy who did nothing wrong, that the police intended to destroy him. Still, in this circumstance, he never aimed the gun at him. Think about that, all right? Because I can be a reasonable guy and say, look, I appreciate cops are out there trying to keep us safe. Not all cops, not all the time. And there's a lot of problems with the policing. With, I think we need police reform for sure. But I don't blame these individuals, man. I think they're just trying to do their jobs and they're trying to balance it. People got to understand that when a cop shows up to a crime scene, he doesn't know you. He doesn't know them. He's trying to figure out what to do to de-escalate. Oftentimes, cops don't. Now, think about this world. This is what this is what Biden wants, what the left wants. First of all, Biden's wrong. He was like, you can't own a cannon. You can literally own a cannon. You could buy a cannon right now. In fact, I don't think cannons were ever regulated for one, because they're like old weapons. You know what I mean? But they want to take your guns away. Their argument is, oh, if this guy wasn't armed, then the, the cops wouldn't have shot him and he would have got away just fine. Yo, the cops shouldn't have entered his apartment. So leftists, actual leftists are pro-gun. Liberals aren't. Explain this to me, liberals. All right, I'll tell you this. You know what? Any liberal, gun control liberal who comes out now and says, the Amir Locke case is wrong. I'll be like, mm, I don't know. You think people shouldn't be allowed to have guns? Aren't you on the side of the cops? Don't, don't you think only the police should have guns? It's so backwards. The liberals come out and scream Black Lives Matter over this, but they're the ones who want to take guns away. The conservatives, many of them, defend the police when they were the ones who just killed a guy who legally was, 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 was holding a gun. I got really pissed off. There was that dude. I can't remember his name. Maybe it was uh, Philando Castile, was it? I'm not sure. He was in a car. He had a gun and the, a cop shot and killed him. He told the cop he had his gun. Now, there's some questions about there. To be fair to many of the conservatives, they said the dude was smoking pot. And that's a question about driving under the influence and being armed. But still, I don't think the cop should have shot the guy. I think cops should have a right to defend themselves. But I think everyone should. I don't think cops should be special. Cops are enforcers of the law. And I think, I think everybody should be armed. 
And I think uh, an armed society is a polite society. I think if you don't like the fact that we have guns, change the Constitution through an amendment. But they can't do it because even many liberals like guns. It's a force balancer. Joe Biden is a, is a, is a horrifyingly evil man. Black Lives Matter, in my opinion, is a horrifyingly evil organization. All of these groups that want to seize your guns, as soon as they take your guns, they will beat the ever living out of you. They will put you on the ground. They will bash your face and with their boot on your neck. I think about bullies in schools, right? Is the bully going to pick on the six foot tall kid, the kid with the massive growth spurt? Of course not. He'll get, he'll get his ass handed to him. They pick on the little guy. They pick on the people they think won't fight back. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com Tim. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash T-I-M. I think about women who are victimized by men. Men tend to be the perpetrators of violent crimes on women. You know what I want? You know what I want to see? I want to see that, that rapist in the dark alley with his disgusting, twisted expression walking towards the woman going, Nyeh! and then she, go, she chuckles and pulls out her revolver and says, back the off. And he goes, oh, oh, and he runs away. I want that woman to have the same amount of power as that guy who would try to cause harm to her. I want to see these evil men and women who try to harm and destroy. And let's be real. It's typically men who, who engage in violent crime and typically against men, mind you. But against women, it is typically men who commit violent crimes against women. I want to see those who could not defend themselves with their fists because maybe they're too small. Maybe they're disabled. Maybe they've got a, a debilitating disease. Look, the, uh, look, look into the eye of those evil people and say, you have crossed the line and your life is forfeit. You've made this decision. I don't want to see anybody hurt. That's why I prefer it if these evil people simply run and are apprehended. It's why I, I, I'm against the death penalty. But I'll tell you this. You know, people, people say to me, when it comes to the death penalty, they're like, what if there's someone who like harmed kids and all that stuff? And I'm like, yo, if we've locked them in a box and it's sealed away, we don't got to do anything. They're not a threat anymore. And I will not allow the state the right to kill someone, even if there is a 0.1% chance this per uh, person is innocent. Benjamin Franklin, playing on Blackstone's formulation, said it's better that 100 guilty persons escape than one innocent person suffer. And I agree. And people say, yeah, but then innocent people are victimized by them. And I say, get a gun. Don't be a victim. I would rather no one get hurt. But if the state has seized control of an individual and they can't harm anybody, I see no reason to kill them. Why? 
Well, as much as emotionally, I want retribution for those who commit crimes. If I don't witness the crime happening and I don't, I, then I'm not going to trust the state to take someone's life. Imagine, imagine, just be the person, be the person looking at Kamala Harris when she was, you know, prosecutor or whatever, or the attorney, uh, what, what was she, you know, uh, when she was, uh, uh, I think she was, a, was she a prosecutor? Or what was the attorney general or something? I want you to, 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 to be that person. And Kamala Harris walks up to you and says, you see that guy right there? He's an evil murderer. So I'm going to kill him. Okay. And then you go, okay, Kamala, I trust you. I think you're telling me the truth. Yo, she kept people in prison with denying them parole to use them as slaves to fight wildfires. You think I'm going to trust her when she comes out and says this man deserves to die? I'm going to laugh in her face and say, get the f out of my face, you crackpot despot. You got the guy locked in a box. And if he's innocent, that's bad enough. But at the very least, we can not kill him. So I tell you this, man. If we end up releasing these awful, awful people, because we're, we are, our, our court systems are very adversarial and we defend the rights of the innocent. And it turns out he was actually an evil murderer and we let him go. If everybody were armed, this guy would go, I'm going to victimize you, ma'am. And she goes, oh, please. And pulls out her gun and says, back off. And he goes, oh, no. Now, there's still gangs. There's still violence. Bad guys still get guns, too. But regular people should have a right to defend themselves. And you know what this means? It means accidents can happen. But accidents are accidents. They're unfortunate. I wish they wouldn't happen. But I will not allow intentional evil to persist. These officers killed a guy. He did nothing wrong as far as we can tell for now. The body camera video shows the dude was just sleeping and they, they killed him. You can't trust the state. You trust Joe Biden. He's going to come to you and be like, uh, we got to kill this guy. I'm like, first of all, dude, not only do I not trust you, but I also think your brain is so busted that even if you did have evidence, I would, I, I still don't believe you because your brain don't work. Therein lies the big challenges of trying to balance freedom and liberty with people who would commit crimes. It's tough. It really is. I think the right to keep and bear arms, the right everyone should have. And you know what? Sometimes bad people do bad things. Sometimes you see videos. There was a video of a guy in his car and he pulls out his gun and he fires at other cars. I'm like, yeah, people do bad things. It's rough. But with life comes risk. And you know, I live in an area where people have guns all over the place. I, I've not been shot. In fact, nobody has. Isn't that weird? These, pe these liberal people think that if everybody had a gun, they'd be going around just randomly shooting people. Yeah, go to Chicago, all right? Chicago's got gang problems. My opinion, if everybody was armed, there would be less shootings. In a lot of ways. I do think it's fair to say that there'd be more accidents. But you know what? I would rather live with risky freedom than authoritarian security. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast, a different channel from this one. And I'll see you all then.